This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Radio station. Good morning, Metroplex. Shout out to the 6 a.m. club, our best audience of the entire show. I'm Sean Shreif alongside our Cowboys insider. What is the spread? Miami minus two. Pepe? Miami minus three and a half. One and a half. Closer. Bobby, closer. Uh, Miami minus one and a half. Obviously, does not surprise you because you guessed two, but... Feel like I feel like if I was a betting man, which I'm not until the Cowboys play San Francisco in the playoffs and I can get that spread down to as close to even as possible. I, I think I'd be betting Miami in this one. You think these two are the same teams though? That's what RJ has said. Yeah, I like I mean I, I think that obviously they do different things well and I think that they you know, their areas of like like for instance, Miami runs the ball a lot better. Miami's got better team speed. I think that Dallas is probably a little better defensively. But in terms of just the makeup and the the way that they, you know, approach big games and the struggles that they have on the road versus at home, yeah, I think that a lot of it's very similar. So I don't I don't know how much either team winning this week proves anything or answers any questions that the rest of the league has about them because it's the same question for both of them. You beat a team that had the same exact question, how much does that prove? So I, I think that this is pretty evenly matched. I would not be surprised either way. Similar to Buffalo last week, I, I wasn't going to be surprised if either team won. I was going to be surprised if it was a blowout, which it was. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if either Miami or Dallas won. Where are you on Tua? Uh, I don't know. I, I have I, that I, same exact reaction, and I'm trying to figure out why. It's like, yes, they have the big explosive plays and the high octane offense, but I'm just not sold yet. I'm just not sold yet that he, like RJ said, there's no second guessing Tua over Justin Herbert. Same draft. Tua has made the case that he was the better pick. And if you're picking today or tomorrow, that should be the selection. And I can't bring myself to it. I just can't to Tua. He, he is, uh, this is this is unfair. They're not the same player stylistically or anything else. But he is a, uh, you know how people say, oh, they're off brand, whatever. He is name brand Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel like like, like he's actually a. Oh my. He's like that's it's the same hesitation that I have with Jimmy. Only he makes more plays and and I believe in him more. But it's the same question of like, who are you outside of this system and these players yep. are that are around you. And I don't know, like, does he, if you put Jimmy or if you put Tua in Oakland, Oakland, if you put him in Vegas, are, is he, a, are the Raiders any better? 
Like, right. like is, is he playing right. that much better? Because I, I think that a lot of it is just, okay, pitch and catch, easy looks. McDaniel draws up things that are easy to, to throw to. Again, it's the San Francisco system, and you've got so much speed on that offense. I just, I, I don't know. He he is very accurate, so, I mean, you get that out of him. But Peyton, are you a Tua believer? Franchise quarterback? Um, yeah, I'm more on Tua than you guys are. I mean, I think he, he definitely he'll he'll need the weapons to win games to compete. But I mean, I I, I see him as a higher listed quarterback than others do. Twenty five touchdowns, ten interceptions. The QBR is eleventh at a fifty nine. He's first in the NFL in yards. Yep, first in yards. So he's a he's a difficult one to judge. Truckwreck.com text line. Please do it. 877-881-1053. Prime time. Deion Sanders time. was on the nightcap pod, man. The clips that came out from him going on with Shannon and Ocho. Shannon and Ocho's show is producing gold every single week. Dion was talking about his single life now that he's in the transfer portal. I mean, they're talking about <laughs> women passing gas and and Ocho and Dion trash talking about who would win the matchup between each other. It's so good. Shannon's accent and just delivery, two by two pace, two by toothpaste. It is. It's gold with him and Chad. Just the just the accent, the way that they deliver. We we had somebody text in yesterday on the fan text that said like, I don't even care if it's relevant for the drop. Like I just I need to hear once a show you guys play the two by toothpaste. I go through a two by toothpaste week. <laughs> <laughs> and Shannon's grimy. He real grimy talking about some of the things that he does in his uh, personal and dating life. But this was Dion on the Nightcap pod. He wants to see a little more consistency with America's team. When you watch the Cowboys, what do you not like about them, Chad? I love them. I'm not going to say it's, it's one particular thing I don't like about them. I love them. We've all had in our careers just one of those games where... It just won right offensively, defensively. It just didn't work. You just got your butt kicked. Let's flush it. Let's move on. Let's go. Don't even talk about it. Let's don't even meet about it. I don't even want to watch the film. Let's go on to the next game. <laughs> I just want them to continue to be consistent. Don't fool me, man. Don't tease. We don't like to be fooled. We don't like to be teased. Don't take me all the way to the altar, and then you're going to dip on me. Don't do that. Eh, fair. I, I mean, I think that's where everybody's at right now with the Cowboys, is that you want to make sure that they are who we think they are like, like that they are a team that can compete with the it's top not, tier teams in the NFC yeah, or it, the it's, AFC. It's not consistent. It's worthy. They are consistent. We know what they're going to do against scrubs. They're mm-hmm. going to beat them down more so than any other team in the national football league. That is consistency. And that counts for something counts for a lot. Maybe why Jerry yesterday was suggesting that the Mike McCarthy extension is coming when we asked him about it. It's not, it's not, I need you to be consistent. I need you to be worthy. I need you to be worthy of an actual true Super Bowl discussion. Uh, I love this back and forth between this Tolo and Broadus yesterday. Uh, CFW said, help me understand why year after year we can't stop the run. Is a scheme of personnel. And Broadus answered back, your coordinator is trying to mask the injuries that he's had to deal with. Bell, Curse, Wilson, they're safeties. He's asking them to take on blockers who have them by 100 pounds. It works when your offense is scoring 30 or 40 points a game. So that was a good that was a good answer back from Brian. And then yesterday, how many times did you get hit up by the Tolos asking about Justin Houston, <laughs> the 34-year-old that was released, the four-time Pro Bowler released, 
by the Carolina Panthers. Uh, yeah, it happened a lot. There, there were a lot of different tags I got on social media asking about like, oh, please, Jerry, please go get him. We need him so bad. It's like, do you? Like, like is Justin Houston your problem? Like, like does he fix problems for you? It, seven games this year, he has a half a sack. He has three quarterback hits. He is 34. This is not the same guy from a decade ago that had 22 sacks for the Chiefs. It's just, it's not the same player, but... I also don't feel like pass rush pressure has been an issue for the Cowboys. They generate pressure. Like, I, I I don't know that who's he taking snaps from Dante Fowler. Dante Fowler's good as the situational pass rusher. I don't, I don't need Justin Houston. Now, if you're just looking at it and going, you see linebacker next to his name because he's an edge rusher and you somehow think, well, here's a former pro bowl linebacker. That's not what he's doing. He's not coming in here. He's not helping this team a, a, as a linebacker in the run game. So no, I have zero use for Justin Houston. They're missing linebacker, but I do need to call out this defensive line, in my opinion, overrated. Um, when is the last time you guys have noticed Dante Fowler, Dorrance Armstrong? When is the last time you've noticed any other DN besides Micah or Tank Lawrence? Dorrance has five sacks on the season. Sam Williams has four. Um, Dante Fowler has two and a half. Chauncey Golston one and a half. I, I can't remember hearing Dorrance Armstrong's name throughout the entire year. And the same goes for Dante Fowler as of late. I, I noticed Fowler and Sam Williams. Like, like as, as, Yeah, you noticed Sam for the wrong reason. Well, yeah, there is that too. But I do notice them generating pressure. Now, are they are they finishing plays? No, not always. Um, but, I mean, I, I do notice them generating pressure, bringing heat, flushing the quarterback, making him, you know, force throws. So, I, I mean, I think that that's – Pretty solid group of four there that you're getting Micah, Demarcus Lawrence, Sam Williams, Dante Fowler. You're getting pass, pass rush there. Dorrance Armstrong is not consistent. He'll flash occasionally, but he's just not consistent. Inside the star here on Sean and Bobby. It's the home of America's team. 105 through the fan with a Cowboys Lions ticket giveaway in the seven o'clock hour. And then the eight o'clock hour on top of it. Micah Parsons on his own podcast. I think Cowboy fans now have turned on this, right? We were like, oh, my gosh, we're going to get unfiltered Micah. He gave the middle finger to Skip Bayless. No, I'm not coming on your fake show and your network that generates a bunch of BS and garbage. So Micah decided to get his own microphone. But I think we're all like, okay, enough. Stop. The other night when Marcus Spears was talking about him needing to learn how to play the run, people were like, yeah, stop talking less on your podcast and learn learn your run fits. This is Micah complaining about how the media treats the Cowboys. Everyone just waits for the Cowboys to lose. I saw multiple analysts, people who are fake analysts, who somehow got jobs on TV saying, there goes your boy. Like, oh, there he is. That's the person we've been waiting for. It's almost to the point where it's like almost sick. Former players are waiting for other current players to fail so that way they have something to talk about. It's not even to just get into names. I mean, I feel like at this point, you kind of know who you are. And it's like, why do you want a person to lose so bad? It seems that a lot of people are just waiting for people to fail <laughs> who's he talking about i think there's two people he's talking about i think he's talking about orlovsky and i think he's talking about shady definitely talking about shady yeah when he says they're your boys or whatever else that that's shady that well, he's talking about there well on Shady's show they finally let your boy david hellman back on 
I know. It was a birthday present for him, I guess, since his birthday was recently. They 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 were finally willing to give him a microphone back. And David Hellman responded to Micah thinking that everyone nationally is just waiting for the star to fall. Is Micah Parsons right about the media wanting the Cowboys to lose? Micah Parsons is 100% right. Mm. But let's let's reframe it, because I think people balk at the idea of, like, rooting for the Cowboys to lose. Maybe you're not rooting for the Cowboys to lose. People root for engagement. People root for eyeballs, maximum attention. I mean, the, we got bills to pay. We got read. We, we want people watching. We want people reading what we do. I write stories. I do podcasts. Cowboys losing is good for business. Why? They're the most polarizing team in American sports. It's it's the Cowboys. It's the Yankees. It's the Lakers. If you don't love them, you hate them. If you're not a Cowboy fan, you know a Cowboy fan. They're at your office. They're in your family. They're annoying. If you're not part of it, they're annoying. So. What draws the most eyeballs? The team you don't like going down Mm -hmm. and the team with the biggest fan base being pissed off about something. So, yes, people root for it because it drives the most conversation. I'm not saying that you, Joy, hate the Cowboys. I don't think that's true. But I think the Cowboys losing is good for everybody because the fans are pissed off and the people that don't like them have something to crow about. He's right, other than what he said about, like, Joy, I'm not saying you uh, hate the Cowboys. She clearly, like, has some sort of weird issue. Either that or she's just... um, Playing the role. Yeah, she's just not, like, smart enough to have an actual take. And so she's got to, (laughs) like, default to that, I guess. But, um, no, I mean, Hellman's right. Like, that's, that's true. How often do we talk about it? Like, we come in here, the engagement that we have here, just within our own, like, listenership, is way more when they lose. Than when they win. When we we sit down and we talk about it, or at least I've talked about it. What when is it? We have so much more to ask Jerry when they lose than when they win. Yeah, like it's like okay, what is there to to really, you guys won? You did what you're supposed to do. What is there to talk about? That doesn't mean necessarily that like I mean everybody's cheering for it or anything like that. But when they lose, it's like yeah, engagement goes up because like Dave says. You've got the fan base that's angry about it and wants to complain about it. And then you've got the haters and, and the people who just can't stand the Cowboys who are celebrating and the Stephen that A's who are dancing out there. Yeah, or Shady McCoy or whoever. So he's right in that sense. What I think is funny is that Mike is just now realizing people root for them to lose. He's whiny. He really is. I mean, it's just, oh, why? Oh, my gosh. He wants to get in the media game eventually, clearly. And this is part of it. Now, maybe you can go the player route, like Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes, right? They're talking about the game of basketball and stories and getting on stars and former stars of the game. And maybe that's what Micah will do. You know, he won't have, like, this talk show-type format because you're either, like, the pivot or you're, like, first take. And those are the two directions right now in the media world, and your first takes are going to do this. Well, and, my like, Micah's little thing that he has set up here is just – I don't like the format of basically you've scripted out like talking points or, or you've basically scripted out like rants to go on, which these are, are very clearly in a lot of instances for Micah, just thing like thoughts that he's written out and scripted and like, just, just talk off the cuff. That's what I want. I, I want, I want to hear Micah off the cuff and, and unfiltered. Bobby's head is officially safe. He wouldn't shave it for the kids with disabilities and he's not shaving it for Aaron Rodgers either. Plus, the guy who wanted to be a cowboy, we need to thank him for keeping the NFC East alive. And Mike Tomlin could be on the hot seat next on a fan. But let me go ahead and get you out of that job that you cannot stand. 
Hundreds and hundreds of Tolos have listened to me over the past decade, and it's for a good reason. That reason is mycomputercareer.edu. Why choose them to start your career in IT information technology? It's computers, career services, resume and interview coaching, lifetime career assistance with the Tolo network of employers. They're nationally accredited return on investment and military solutions as well. See if it's for you. No previous background or experience required. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Good morning, Metroplex. It's Sean and Bobby. Thanks for being a total. That stands for turn it on, leave it on. This is the 6 a.m. club, our best audience of the entire show. Let's go around the rest of the NFL. Well, let's kind of stick with the NFCs for a second. There's more whining and crying in Philadelphia. A.J. Brown lashed out at fans when people were criticizing the uh, Jalen Hurts um Football's being thrown in his direction. The YOLO balls. The YOLO balls. I, thank you. I was uh, I was thrown off there by throwing something at your head <laughs> when we were returning from break. AJ. Yo- Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All fans swear y'all know everything. It's a shot play to me. I'm the first read. He just missed the throw. Of course, we could have threw it six because it didn't work. When the S works, everyone's happy. Quit all that buddy ball S. I'm decoys on many plays. And all that he's forcing me the ball stuff, I'm in his head stuff. When I make plays, everyone's happy. But when it's incomplete, it's I'm making him throw me the ball. I get blamed for more S than anything. Tired of y'all playing with my character. So this is Eagles fans saying, oh, Jalen Hurts is force-feeding A.J. Brown so A.J. doesn't throw a hissy fit and cry and whine on the sidelines like he did earlier in the year. And this is AJ explaining the play the other night. Man. Which both things can be true. Like AJ's explanation can be absolutely true. And that that's, and, and I'm sure it is. I'm sure he is telling you like I was the first read there, everything else, whatever else. It can also be true that he is a massive crybaby. Like AJ Brown is a diva. Yes. And I, I don't know if it's because he played in Tennessee before. And so it's just, it's a different level of attention, but like, obviously, he was unhappy and, and wanted to trade, but I never felt like he was just a diva or a problem child. Like, since he got to to Philly, it does feel like there's a lot of just, let's let's manage uh, A.J. Brown's emotions. Let's make sure the A.J.'s happy. I in my life right now is filling up the sports. I know, uh, uh, John or whatever there in Philly. This is, it's something where... Sal. Sal, yeah. This is a, uh, th- this feels very much like a, a Odell Beckham like personality management with A.J. Brown the last couple of years. And this makes me look at our own house, right? Don't throw stones from a glass house. We can throw from here in DFW. The Cowboys have a worse record and are behind Philadelphia when it comes to winning the NFC East. The Eagles are probably going to win the division. We don't bicker like this. We haven't had these issues. This stuff doesn't get out into the public, out into the media. We're not sitting there quietly changing coordinators or play callers. 
And you can argue over the offensive credit and Dak with McCarthy and Kellen and all that stuff. You got to give credit to even Jason Garrett. Even even going back to Jay Jeezy, you could talk about him as a game manager and not creative with the offense and stuff like that. We we generally have not had meltdowns like this unless it comes from a knucklehead, you know, like uh, who's the D lineman? Uh, Jay Ratliff smoking. Uh, no, David Irving. Oh, unless it's yeah. from like a David Irving type, you have an incident with Joseph Randall taking things to the media to complain about touches. We had Dez. Dez, Dez yeah. was like that a little bit, yeah. and and I and I love Dez, but Dez Dez used to air things out. Yes, yes, but nothing like what the Eagles are doing right now this year with us. No, not like the entire roster, like Darius Slay going like, they look like they're having so much fun. We don't have fun over here. AJ Brown going, I'm tired of the fans. I'm just sick of you guys. Imagine if they were nine and six. Imagine if they were eight and seven. Like, does this show that Sirianni, see, there's a fear that at least I had that the Eagles have everyone else beat when it comes to the head coach and general manager combo. Every year during the draft, what happens? Howie is trending. Howie, Howie, Howie. Howie Roseman runs circles around Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and everybody else. I said a few weeks ago that Nick Sirianni has been the closest thing to Bill Belichick in terms of figuring out little nuances and loopholes within the sport compared to anyone. Like, the tush-push is an unstoppable play. Their offensive linemen cheat. And don't get called for false starts. Jason Kelsey moves the football forward. It doesn't usually become a thing. So I was terrified. He got Jalen Hurts to be an MVP candidate at some point in time. So I was, this makes me feel better that Nick Sirianni does maybe doesn't have at least the attitude, character control that I thought. Well, uh, I mean, if you if you listen to Philadelphia radio yesterday, which I I subscribe on my podcast feed to WIP what? and all of their shows because I like to. You have to subscribe. No, just I, I make sure that it's in my podcast yeah. feed so that I can I can see new episodes coming. So that's what I was doing on my drive in this morning was I was listening to Howard Eskin in the afternoon show what he had to say about things. Did was, you tell Howard to text me back? I didn't tell him because I was listening. I Left wasn't talking to him. <laughs> Joe, I was listening to Joe Giglio uh, do their their WIP podcast and Joe Giglio there saying, "Look, the reality is is that." Nick Sirianni is just, he is a a below average offensive mind when it comes to scheming things open. The, the Eagles just have to accept that they have a below average, you know, scheme. Wow. And that, that what are we supposed to do about it? And then Howard Eskin just going off on, you know, Jalen Hurts. And, and Jalen, I appreciate you uh, taking the attention off of the defensive issues with your poor play the other night. That was really good leadership from you to play the way you so did. Was it really negative? Oh, he toxic? went off on Jalen Hurts for the whole, like, I don't know if everybody's bought in comments or committed thing. He's like, you, you can talk about a lot. These guys are committed, Jalen. You need to watch yourself there. Yeah, tell tell the quarterback who's there practicing. Stir it up, baby. Oh. They're all, oh my gosh, I sent you guys last night the Reddit thread of all the Eagles fans coming to acceptance. And talking about what stages of grief they're in. One guy on there said they have the stats of a five and nine team. Now they're just starting to play like or now the records just starting to reflect who they are. So was it as bad and negative as like us on Monday oh, after Buffalo? Worse. Worse. The Eagles fans 
Our, it's so great. This is one of my favorite posts on Reddit yesterday. I don't have any more enthusiasm watching this team this year. If we score, I'm not even excited or happy because I know what's going to happen. <laughs> These are Eagles fans right now. This is the reality of what they're facing. Somebody goes, this isn't a very good team. Hasn't been a good team all year. Somebody else. I've been an Eagles fan for 42 years. Acceptance is easy. That's where I am. This team is going nowhere. And that one call. Co- <laughs> we got the Sirianni nod up on the fan cam. <laughs> now that one caller yesterday in Philly was like, "No, on the next year, start, yeah, start Mariota and on the next." year. Most of the fan base on on Reddit yesterday for the Eagles was talking all about how this is it. Somebody said that was the nail in the coffin. This team's done. They've been looking fraudulent all year. Now it's over. Tommy DeVito made good as now everyone in DFW is doing this emoji (laughs) that we're all going to be. We're all going to be doing this on on Christmas Eve to hope that the Giants or whenever they play the Eagles next, they play them two out of the next three games. There's some controversy after Tommy DeVito's agent set up an appearance for the quarterback to go to a New Jersey pizzeria. It got canceled. When the pizzeria came out, Coniglio's, Coniglio's in Morristown said, you know what? We had agreed to 10K, and after DeVito had one of his good games, winning NF- BS NFC Conference Player of the Week, they upped it to 20K. So they doubled the appearance fee on this poor pizzeria. Pizzeria said, nope, don't show up. We got to cancel. After it hit the news and they got all the bad press, DeVito made an unpaid appearance at the pizzeria yesterday, according to Darren Ravel. Good for him. Good for him showing up. At, because this was, him. yeah, this is if you want any anybody to deal with you into the future, if you want any sort of endorsement deals, and this is your window to get it because you're not going to be an NFL starting quarterback after this year anyway. <laughs> and so if you want to take advantage of the Lynn Sanity moment that you have, you, you better not established with businesses that you're going to, you know, well, yesterday's price is not today's price. You, you can't be doing that. And if they already had an agreement in place, Sean Stellato with his little Matt Drudge fedora or whatever he wears over there, you can't have that. You, you can't be pulling the rug out from under business. How is this pizza place going to generate $10,000 in slices by getting DeVito there? I mean, 10K? That's, that's the thing. They probably were already paying through the nose and just going, well, it'll be good for future business. Like, we're not going to make it back here, but it'll be good to to generate some interest moving forward. But then when you go 20, it's like, well, we you're literally putting us in the poorhouse doing this. Isn't it amazing how stereotypes fluctuate? All We're playing Italian music. They got DeVito. Mamma mia. We got Sopranos. We got the Tommy Cutlets. Can you imagine if this was an Asian person? Indian person, or we're sitting here setting up different appearances. I'm not even going to give an example. I'll give it for Indian because I'm brown, so I can say it. You know, you got someone going to a samosa house, like or doing or like we're doing we're, we're doing curry appearances. We're doing stuff like that. It's offensive with everybody else, but with this, everyone can make the Italian. Sounds jokes. about white. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it, are there other instances? Are there other? Like analogies you can draw because that one I don't like. I mean, did you just hear me say? Yeah, I said. Are there again, other do you ones? Remember the, the other, do you have some other ones? Do you remember the other week when I said I could tell your troll face? Peyton, do there you have is. any other ones? No, you don't open your mouth. Be quiet. <laughs> well, the, the segment <laughs> le- yesterday about the the Pro Bowl, you know, that was a good one. That was a good discussion. Yeah, good. I had a lot don't, to say. About don't fall into it. But other ethnicities, you sit there with a Hispanic person, Asian person, and you're and you're doing all these references, the world will blow up. Um, Aaron Rodgers stops the Razor 
from going to Bobby Belt's head. Hell yeah. Y'all thought you were going to get my head? I'm not giving you my head. That's not happening. What a joke. What a freaking joke. I've gone back to hating him now. This is Aaron Rodgers basically admitting it was all a bunch of BS on McAfee. I think the whole time it's been, you know, hoping that we're still in it uh, because it it was unrealistic to think that I would be uh, 100% to be medically cleared um, at any point during the regular season. What? I do feel like, you know, in the next three to four weeks, uh, it would be very possible to get to 100%, but obviously not there. And and so the conversation was uh, away from 100% medical clearance to a willingness to play, and that's never been a problem for me. If I was 100% uh, today, I'd be definitely pushing to play. So this whole thing was a ruse. Yes. Which I said the whole time. This is what my therapist was talking to me about the other day. This is what my therapist was trying to tell me Monday about how I just, I know football. I know, <laughs> I basically, I, I, I clearly understand injuries and the medical response to them. This was always just a, what is this is who this he is. is. He is a drama queen. Dude, if I was a Jets fan though, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, I do not trust anything ever coming out of your mouth again. For us, it's one thing, but for Jets fans, like, get all excited and maybe buy tickets for, like, the final two games or three games, and he's sitting here admitting the whole time he was just effing around. Who would you trust more, the Rangers describing a pitching injury or Aaron <laughs> Rodgers talking about his availability? Good question. My gosh. No, this what, what this is is just, it's, I, I, Aaron Rodgers, it feels like, was brought in to help them as much as on the field as he was to help their engagement, it feels like. And so I wonder if it's just he was doing them a solid, like, hey, let's not uh, let's not tank the season for you guys had a lot of excitement, people buying season tickets. I go out on the third play. I'm sorry I sold you that I wasn't washed and and that I had an Achilles of a younger man. I'll, I'll do you a solid and make it seem like I can come back. I'll hop on the phone and get people to renew their season tickets and make it sound like I'm coming back. I'll tell reporters, hey, I could be back before the three-week window. When in reality, then you go on there and say, <laughs> It was always unrealistic, guys. I, I lied. Yeah. What do you want from me? Good grief. What a what a joke. What a ruse. What a clown. What a fraud. Eight, what'd you call him? Uh, Frogers. Aaron Frogers. Aaron Frogers. Eh, we can workshop it. I think that's good. Can you shop? A fraud. Can you shop for your girl with a girl? <laughs> Part of the payload. Peyton Russell takes over on a hump day. Hump day. Next. Okay, am I hearing this right? The morning show is letting... Peyton Russell have his own segment? I just don't get it. We've known Peyton for years. He's horrible on the mic. I mean, gathering the foreigners, this is going to be a train wreck. Daddy does work work, and Peyton just does board hopping. (laughs) That is right. It is the payload here on a hump day. Hump day. I'm going to start saying it now because Bobby always turns off his freaking mic and tries to say it, and it's, it's killing me. Yeah. He doesn't fist pump the right way. He doesn't do hump day the right way. What do you mean? I fist the right way all the time. Just like the cowboy, he doesn't know how to finish. Mm, he always it, turns it, off the mic, takes yeah. off his headphones. He's checking out. Oh, early. I know how to finish. But for people who are, you know, this is a segment that usually is on Thursday at 640 at this very time. But I am out tomorrow and Friday. So Sean was very nice enough to let me do it on a Wednesday. Less Always got for me. <laughs> Thank you, our benevolent leader. So what it is, is I myself, Peyton Russell, the producer of Sean and RJ, will uh, take over a segment basically and just run through some some lifestyle stories, usually about either myself or stuff I find on the Internet. And we just joke around with it for about 15, 20 minutes. So uh, 
Let's begin. Yeah, we have 12 minutes left now. That was a great introduction, After you, uh, you know, just reset <laughs> what everyone knows you're doing. Should I say the phone number? 877-881-1053. Look, guys, okay, holidays are like here. Kevin Gray introduction. Read, read through the Rangers starting lineup twice. <laughs> as a taken man, as I am, I do have a girlfriend. Thank you very much. Do you get a free pass going shopping with another girl as long as you're shopping for your girl? Now, let's just say, now I know people go, well, you're probably cheating on her. Let's just say, let's make it as simple as possible. <laughs> Is that what we you, say? Well, I'm just saying, you know, because some people Your girl say, thinks that. No, it's not. I Not Mackenzie. your girl. Oh. Mackenzie. A girl would think that. Right, yeah. So, Mackenzie, when you listen to this later on, you always listen to the payload. I told you, told you it was today. You go back on the app and listen. I'm not trying to shop with another girl. It's just a generic question here for the taken men. So, text in. But where did this come from, the question? Um, because I know guys that will do this. They'll, they'll like have, you know, girls that they're like, well, I want their point of view. And it like, it makes sense. But at the same time, like it gets a little, a little sketchy because yeah. it's like, does the girl have the right to be really mad at you and start an argument? It's mm. not breakup material. I don't think, but it's, it's enough where I think she can get mad at you for this. Yeah. So Sean, I throw it to you. It's a great question. Mm. Uh, I'm tr- first off, if it's their sister or cousin, I think it should be cool. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm like, I'm trying to think if it's for one thing versus. What's your one thing? Versus like five things. Is one more justifiable than the other? Look, to boil it down, the answer in my house would be no. Yep. Uh, now, my wife has girlfriends who are like sisters to her. If I went shopping with Elizabeth or Tasha. It would have to be for something where it was it was so important, so pricey that I couldn't afford to screw it up. And Amanda would also have to agree that they would be able to match her taste. Like she would like that because I don't go on my own. Her real birthday is tomorrow and it lacks some of the, you know, surprise and everything because I just ask her for a list and I go and get the list. I don't, I don't go and really get anything that's a surprise. Everybody loves lists. But in general, I'm trying to think of a way in which she'd be cool with it, and she probably would not. It for damn sure could not be any girl outside of them. If I was just randomly like, hey, this girl at the station, the sales girl, like, first off, she'd have to be ugly. Um, <laughs> and she'd have to, like, isn't that amazing how girls are cool? Like, once they figure out another girl's not a threat whatsoever. Like, oh, but so-and-so is hot. You know, you would have thought that all of us were getting ready to marry Plain Lady after she came in studio. My Lord, my word. But if Plain Lady was not attractive, no one would have given a crap back in our houses. So that's a long way of saying, no, not cool. But I'm trying to think of a way to to justify it. Yeah, if it was... So the only you're the one who get the pass for this of any of us. No, I wouldn't get a pass for this. Uh, the only one that would be somewhat acceptable to her would probably be like if I was Slater. Yeah, if Slater and I were working one day and then while we were out and we had some downtime, if it was like, hey, I'm going to go Christmas shopping. Slater's going with me. But and don't she- you think it'd have to be for like something specific? It couldn't just be random like. Hey, I need to get you some gifts. I asked Jane to come with me. To, oh, yeah. To no, mall. it'd have to be for a holiday. Like, hey, we got Christmas shopping coming up. I, like, I'm going no, to. No, I mean, like, a specific gift. Like, I wanted to pick this out for you. Oh, I was scared. Like, yeah, she's going with me to Grapevine Mills Mall, and we're just going to walk around the mall and just see. Yeah, that yeah. would. it'd have to be, like, a specific We love store. the pretzels there. The yeah, 214 like, has a great point. He says he's proposing to his girlfriend. It has to take another girl to measure a ring size. <laughs> 
So <laughs> I don't. I, I still don't think. I still you don't think, think a ring is acceptable. How, how does he know that her ring size is the exact match of his girl? Uh, Maybe yeah. he doesn't know how ring sizes work, and he's like trying to get the right. I, I, I don't know. I have. You steal one of her rings and you take it into the shop, or you know, because once you ask for the ring size, it is a pretty much a dead giveaway. I don't know. This is a great question. I'm, what what I'm, spurred this? Just I, I had you know around the holidays I have friends who will go shopping or people and they've that gotten I know. in trouble. Um, Did you not hear the beginning? I is heard it, him set it, it up. Is there something about this seat? Is there something <laughs> I need about to sit this? There. I, that is there something about fun. RJ's <laughs> chair that you have to repeat everything? No, so I, I heard asked him the exact same thing. You've done this three I heard times. It. You blanked out this week. What will spur this? Was that one of your friends? Yes, he already said it. He already said it. You're wasting no, I'm time. not allowed, Peyton. I'm not allowed to go do this. I will say the one thing you cannot do is anything clothes-wise. Any, you know, even if it's like a shirt, pants, obviously no underwear, bikini stuff. You can't shop with another girl <laughs> for that stuff. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, try it off. What'd for you me. get me? Oh, I just shopped for bikinis. Oh, did she try it on for you? Yeah, she did. So oh. I didn't want to make sure she looked good so you would look good. So how would Mackenzie but react to this? I don't think she would like it. You know, and she's not, she, we know again, we're still early in our relationship. So I don't think she would let's be like, try it out. Let's flip it. Let's flip it. She went shopping with a dude or nope. one of your guy friends. Hang on a second. Uh, Johnny Jealous. Uh, <laughs> Let's flip it. Let's continue the Sean load here at 640. What could they? What? Oh. 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 I'm, wow. Oh, because you're deaf. Whoa. Because Whoa. you're deaf and you have that ADD. Took like, that took like five seconds. I, I, I'm the hog of the segment because you don't pay attention. What What could she be shop for for you as a gift where you'd be cool she took another dude? Uh, PS5. Wow. What? <laughs> what? That is an be, item. It's got to be super expensive to, to weigh the options here. It's got to be worth it. If, if it's what, like to pick out the color of the PS5, do they come in different colors? No, she, if she's spending a lot of money on me, then I'm fine with going with for her going to another dude. Yeah. You know, but now I, I don't know. You know, I haven't really thought about that if like roles were reversed. Yeah. Um, but a watch? Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I would never. She, I could uh, just ask me. You can just ask me. It's. I think it's different with the girl. You know, go shopping for a girl than girl shopping for a guy. I would never. See, that's the thing. If it's that sort of a thing, like a watch or something like that, like I wouldn't even enjoy that as a gift. So that wouldn't be. Yeah, that get yourself soda, like we hear in the commercial. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, S-O-T-A weightloss.com. That's, that's what you can do. Give yourself the gift of health and happiness these holidays. I uh, No, I would not be cool with her going and shopping with another guy so but she would she wouldn't be if cool man, with if, if i found out that amanda went shopping with you to get something for me she'd go shopping with choppy because he's funnier <laughs> that's right i wouldn't trust her going shopping with choppy i trust her going shopping with you all right so back to the your that back to my segment that's all. <laughs> Well, this guy in this next story, he uh, will not be going shopping for his girlfriend because his girlfriend dumped him. Mm. And uh, emphasis on the word dump, no pun intended. They have broken up after dating for a little bit because after she had gone over to his house and noticed he doesn't have any toilet paper. Thought Mo, at the first couple times, she was like, oh, you just ran out? Like, that's fine. You know, it happens all the time. Just go shopping. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll go shopping. She went over a couple more times, still no toilet paper. <laughs> and he's questioning him. She's questioning him. What, you know, what is this? You just, you just keep forgetting, you know, how? And she asked, how do you wipe? He goes, well, I use baby wipes. And she said, that's it, though? Like, no toilet paper? You just use wipes? And she thought that she was so distraught over it, she broke it off. Broke off the relationship because he only uses baby wipes. Now, Choppy has said he uses the man wipes, the dude wipes. Yeah. But don't you use the dude wipes, then you finish up with the, the regular paper? Isn't I do. is that how you go? I do. So I have no idea how this works. I used to think that the dude wipes were... The replacement for the toilet paper. Right. Then I thought the toilet paper was first, 
with the dude wipe finish, but now you're telling me it's the dude wipe start with the toilet paper finish? So if I'm going to use a, a wet wipe, it will be toilet paper, wet wipe, toilet paper. Toilet paper, wet wipe, toilet yeah, paper. Yeah, because the first okay. clean off with something wet, I feel like just makes it too yeah, it's messy. Nasty, yeah. So you got to go dry first, wet to clean away, and then dry so that you're not walking up with, or getting up with like wet butt. All but right, the, I, I had a buddy who his whole process used to be when he was broken in college, he would go to the bathroom and then just jump in the shower so that he wouldn't have to buy toilet paper. And so that became his process was that's extra smart. Go to the bathroom and then just wash it off in the shower, which <laughs> is disgusting. But it works. I mean, it's fine. But See, I'm not buying that she broke up with him because of this. What reason? That makes zero sense. It's one of those weird flaws, I guess, because at first when I was reading like, the story, that guy is extra clean. You're right? breaking up with him because he's extra clean. And that shows he has money, too, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm assuming that these wipes are much more expensive than regular toilet paper. So that's a sign of wealth mm. and that's a sign of cleanliness. And you broke up with him. That's stupid. I don't believe that. Maybe he went shopping with a girl to buy the wet wipes. Yeah. <laughs> well, because at first I reading the story when it was like, you know, oh, I dumped him because he didn't use toilet paper. I thought like he didn't use it at all. Like he just refused to use toilet paper. Yeah. That's a valid reason that like, you should sure. be broken up. You should not be dating anyone if you don't use toilet paper. That leads me to this audio clip of Stephen A. So Stephen A on the Stephen A show, he answers questions from, you know, people, people that watch the show just on Twitter. And this guy asked the very question like, do you stand or do you sit to wipe? And Stephen A uh, goes off on this nasty guy. Josh Medro, right? Stephen A, what is the correct way to wipe yourself standing or sitting? Needing to know. That is a nasty ass question. <laughs> You're a nasty, desperate ass individual. Dang. You're a human being. What you asking me a question about how to wipe your ass for? <laughs> What's wrong with you? First of all, you should be sitting because stuff might drip on you. That's number one. Number two. It's just a nasty question to ask a grown-up person. You have no cooth, no class, okay? Knowing you, you're probably <laughs> on yourself. You need to get your act together for asking some dumbass question like that. Don't ever sit up there and tweet me again. Matter of fact, make sure y'all take his name down and ban him from t- tweeting this show because he's an idiot, a new fool. That's just disgusting. <laughs> I love Stephen A. now. So I think the answer here around the room is sitting, right? I don't think we, who wipes standing. Will up? Chambers? Yeah, Will does. I, I believe Will does wipe standing up, and I've known people do it, and I don't understand why. The the correct answer is roll up on a cheek, do what you got to do, because the problem is when you stand up, it closes and spreads. That's the issue. I thought you didn't like this type. Of I thought. don't. I'm just telling you objectively why that's a disgusting <laughs> way to do it. Stand up. Stand I don't know if it's because you get more. I'm trying to think. What's of a, worse, standing up to wipe or sitting down to pee? Oh, stand standing up to wipe, to wipe is I, worse. But I, I wouldn't do either. I agree. Oh. You don't sit to pee at all. Never. Not one time. Even when I'm drunk, what'll oh. happen is uh, we have a, or at least we did when we were in our old apartment unit, not the new one that we moved to. Uh, we had a um, like a cabinet up there. I would just, if I was, I would lean forward and put my head against the cabinet. Is if I was tired, I would not sit. Down. I did that at a bar and I threw up and got kicked out. So oh yeah, that was that, uh, yeah. where was that? That was Lucky Lose. Lucky Lose, yeah, yeah. You threw up in a urinal and a bouncer <laughs> came in and threw him out. <laughs> Payload, Hump Day edition. Hump Day. On uh, Sean, RJ, and Bobby, choppy out for the rest of the week. We got Peyton and Ryan live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. Let's see. Atolo just said, man, WIP and Filthy is playing some of y'all's interviews you did with Jerry. Well, tell us, are they making fun of it? So we can go back and listen to it, and I can get another free segment today as we head into the holidays. Uh, PF, tell us what they're saying about it so we can go spy again like we did yesterday. Is Jeff Bezos about to own 
Mike Bassick, John Morant with the epic return. And we're going to start giving away these Cowboys-Lions tickets. It's the last regular season game of the year in Arlington. Hump day. Hump day. Uh, I wanted to test him. He turned the mic off, but he was he was hovering over it uh, to get back in the game. Cowboys-Lions ticket giveaway and everything else you need to know as we get closer to the expressway next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 